It's August 16th, Monday evening in the Pat Price Tech Talk training room. I'm Larry Gassman, co-chair of Accessible World and Tech Talk. And if you saw the release a little earlier, you saw that our plans that we had announced from last week have changed. Uh, We're going to do media players, but not tonight. Uh, We're not ready to do media players, and so we've moved it, and I'll let you know when we're ready. Uh, And then we will do it. We still have some work to do on that particular presentation. So what we decided to do was something that we haven't done now in a couple of years. And I was going to go back and look and see when we did it last, but didn't get a chance to do that. So it's been a couple of years at least. And it's my favorite apps, my favorite applications. They could be PC applications. They could also be phone applications, et cetera, and, and, and more. So what we've done is we have several people from our panel of Tech Talk people who have volunteered to talk briefly about their favorite apps. This is not a full-blown presentation where they're going to go 20 minutes or 30 or 40. These are brief little discussions about apps, and then if you're interested in what they have to say in terms of apps, you'll go find them on your own. Uh, And then eventually, uh, when we get a little later into the hour, kind of depending on on how long this takes, we will ask you to raise your hand if you have a favorite app as well. Most of us do. Um, So we've got lots of different things as they volunteer. There's a lot of different things that people talked about as their favorite apps. And I'm not sure, some of them have a lot of apps that they want to talk about. I I think maybe we'll, we'll minimize this a little bit and do a couple so that we give everybody a chance and then if there's time later on, you can you can go on. Some have only got one or two. Others have five, six, seven, eight, or nine. So think about that a little bit as you decide which ones you want to talk about. And we'll probably get to them, but I want to make sure we get to everybody. We want to make sure everybody has a chance to talk about their favorite app. Because this is a fun thing to do. We haven't done this in a very long time. So let me ask Alan uh, Lemley to unmute. And he has several to talk about, so you know, think about a couple of them, and and then after, and I'll do it this way. Uh, Alan can talk about a couple. Andrea, you're on deck, so you'll be next after Alan. Okay, Alan, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, uh, just uh, so people will know, I started. I got an iPhone in early 2013, and have loved it. I, I've got one device. I, I, I don't like managing a lot of devices. I have one iPhone and I keep it updated and I use it. And I've got, you know, a handful of apps that I use regularly. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I do an awful lot of email and stuff. And, I, and most of what I do on email, I do on, on my computer with Outlook. But, I mean, it, it's nice to be able to, to use my phone to quickly check stuff. And I used to be a big fan of the, the native mail app till a couple of years ago. I, I don't know what it was they did to it. I think it may have been in 20, I mean, I was 13. I would open up the mail app and try to, you know, and I always start at the bottom, you know, the, the oldest message first and I go up. Well, I'd be re- I'd be going up through message upon message, reading them. And, it, and next minute later, a, a new message would come in. And I'd go from the bottom of the list and it would put me on the top of the list and move focus from whatever message I was reading to the top. So I thought, yeah, this is ridiculous. I'm not putting up with this. So uh, I started using Outlook for iOS and it, it, it doesn't do that. It keeps focus real well. So if you don't like the way the native mail app works, I encourage you to try Outlook for iOS. It works a whole lot better about keeping focus. That's all I'm going to say about it. The, the other app I use a lot is uh, is a keyboard app that I'm sorry to say it's called FlickType, and it, you know at one point in time I thought oh, well I'll get a separate Bluetooth keyboard and learn how to use that. I don't like carrying around a lot of devices and stuff, so I thought well I'm, I'm going to learn how to type on on the, the phone's keyboard, and FlickType was great because the way it worked, it would bring up a, a, a its own keyboard app. You could tap where you thought the letters were and swipe, and it would say what the word was it thought you wanted. It had a great predictive engine. And it, the way it worked, it was real fast for typing and, and getting your things 
all all together. And then it would, you could drop it in a text message. You could drop it in an email. It, w- it was easy to use. Unfortunately, the developers had a lot of problems with getting bad, inappropriate reviews in the App Store. And he's, he's had a devil of a time dealing with Apple. I don't, I don't, it doesn't sound like Apple's treated him right. So FlickType's going away. So that that came out today, and I'm very disappointed about that because I, you know, I use it all the time. So uh, if nothing else, it's going to keep me from updating my iPhone probably an extra year because, you know, I won't, you know, once I get a new iDevice, I won't be able to download FlickType to it because it won't be in the App Store anymore, but it should continue to work on my existing phone. Uh, the other couple of apps I want to mention, uh, podcasts are exploding everywhere. I like Overcast. Overcast is a is a great app. Uh, you can you can change a lot of settings. You can you can speed it up. Uh, it, it's real efficient. Uh, so I, I, I'm real. I, I tend to be one of these people. I find an app, and it's like anything else. You got to practice, practice, practice to get good at something. So I find an app. I learn how to use it. And I stick with it, even though there may be 15 other ones that'll, that'll work. Overcast is great for podcasts. I've got all my podcast subscriptions under that. And uh, it, it's easy to use. Uh, and it, it's got a lot of good, uh, uh, favorable comments in the accessibility community and stuff. So uh, uh, that's why I use it. Uh, next, Voice Stream Reader and Voice Stream Scanner. Uh, if you're reading any kind of text documents that don't have digital rights management on them, you can't go wrong with uh, Voice Stream Scanner. It, it, it's a great app. It, it'll read any kind of text. It doesn't have protection on it. Uh, it'll read MP3 files. Uh, uh, it, it's just well designed. It's great. You can get a, a, a multitude of voices to work with it, and it's you know it, it yeah it's I think it may be up to nineteen dollars now. You, you can probably get uh, a combination of things, but for what you get, it's worth the money. And Voice Stream Scanner, I think it's great. It, it, it's a fantastic app for for doing quick scans of paper documents and getting them read back to you. Uh, so uh, there's that. Uh, next, uh, KeyPass Touch. You know, I, you know, I, I did a presentation on KeyPass one time. We were talking about password managers. Uh, uh, I know a lot of people use One Password. I'm sure One Password is great. The thing that's nice about KeyPass is you can download the Windows app for free. You can get you can get KeyPass Touch to run on your your iDevice for ninety nine cents. So you're you're out ninety nine cents in total. You can keep all your passwords together, and it's it's real easy to use. You can you can jump into it, uh, look up your uh, app that you want to get the password from, swipe down to the password field, double tap on the screen, it copies it. You jump to where it needs to be pasted. You paste it, and, and you're done. It's easy to use. It's fast. Uh, Finally, I'll see. The other two I want to mention, uh, I, I'm, I'm a nut about uh, tracking packages and stuff. And there are there are a bunch of apps for tracking packages. I like the one that's called Parcel. You have to subscribe to it. I think it's uh, uh, maybe $2.49 a year. It, it, it's not going to break the bank. But uh, I like it because it, it works. It works with all kind of uh, it works with all kind of delivery services. And what I really like is I'm on my computer a lot. I can go into uh, their website, input all the key information about about uh, my package. You know, basically uh, what what's coming. You know, what what the item is being shipped, who the uh, the delivery person is, and the tracking ID, and, and it's there. I mean, it, it you can I can check it on the computer at the website, or I can pull up the parcel app on my phone, and I can I can peruse it there. So it's real easy to use. Uh, finally, uh, I read a lot of books. Uh, uh, Bard Mobile's great. I mean, for anybody that's, that's you know a U.S. resident that, that qualifies for for NLS and the Bard service, we all know uh, there's no better source for getting for getting books. They're free. The Bard Mobile app works great. You can do anything with it, and it's just it's fantastic. So that's all I got to say. That, those are the things I like. They may not be what you like, but. Uh, uh, all those are very accessible and very easy to use. So thanks. Thanks, Alan. We we found in the past when we've done this that maybe not all of us liked every single app, but we liked a couple and we always pursued them and found them and they worked. So even if you get four or five out of this whole hour that you think are really great, that's what's important. And so 
the whole thing is to talk about apps that you like and hopefully other people will enjoy them too. Okay, uh, Myrna, would you like to uh, unmute and tell us about your app? I, As Alan was talking about VoiceStream Scanner, I thought, yes, I use that a lot. I agree with him and agree with him about VoiceStream Reader. But about, I think, maybe a year ago, new app came on board called SuperSense for scanning. And I don't remember if they if it works on Android. I kind of think it does, but I'm talking about the iOS version. And actually, we had Shane Lowe here, um, and he talked all about it. And I went and said, "I gotta gotta get this." So I did. It's a it's a you have to pay for it, um, and you don't pay for it in the app store. You go to the app store, and then you get on it. You get a trial, and then they'll say, uh, "Would you like to buy it?" And they give you all kinds of prices. I think it went on sale recently, and I don't quote because I really don't know the the price. But when I think I got it, it was like forty nine dollars, and I got it for a lifetime. I said, you know, it's kind of kind of silly to get it for a month and then have to pay for it. I'm just going to get it for a lifetime. It's on sale. Um, what the beauty of this is is that there's several modes to it, and I didn't realize how many until today when I was looking at the tutorial. For it, which is actually on board, which is very, very nice because Shane does the tutorial. There's actually two. You, you can listen to it or you can read it with voiceover. And um, so I chose to listen to his tutorial and he goes through the whole thing and really, really explains it, which is, you know, good because a lot of times you might get an app, which goes, so what do I do with it now? I got to look at the screen. Did I miss something? But he really, really goes through it. And there's several modes. There's a scan mode. There's a, a quick scan will where it'll just scan whatever you put there. There's a barcode part of it. There is actually a currency reader part of it. There is a document reader part of it. There is um, what they call Explore, and Explore is kind of cool. So what you do is you point your camera around the room and it'll tell you all the objects that you that are there. Now, sometimes it doesn't get them quite right, and sometimes it really gets them quite right. First, I thought Spring was a cat, and then it realized, no, she's not, she's a dog. Um, so, you know, she didn't get too upset about it. But anyway, um, so but it's very fast. Um, mine usually sits on document mode. You can you can there's a little but they'll tell you there's a little button in the right hand corner and you can it's feature and you can change it from um, document reading mode to scan mode to currency mode to barcode mode, um, you know, stuff like that. Um, and. Um, the default is scan mode, quick scan mode, but I, I guess I was leaving it on document mode. And the other part of it that's really cool is when you're scanning, especially like in document mode, it will tell you what to do with the camera. Um, it will say like tilt your camera to the 11 o'clock position or to tilt it to the one o'clock position or um, bring it away from the document, bring it closer to the document. And when it finds its space, you know, because you hear that little, um, hear the little camera thing and it plays a little tune plays a little blues tune and you go aha it's found it and it, it freaked me out tonight because i was just let me just scan around my counter go in the kitchen scan around my counter i happened to have a can of bush's baked beans sitting on the counter i was gonna use it for frankfurters and beans i was making tonight to hurry hurry up and it said heinz vegetarian baked beans i didn't have to scan it it was just looking around and found it so that's that's a really good one. I, I think it's worth it. And as I say, it's one where you've got the whole tutorial um, and it's fast and it's accurate. So that's that's one. So it's starting it, 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 it's 30% off right now, I think. I'm not it, sure. How, is it? Yeah, it's 30% that's good. was a discount. That's good. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how long the discount is until, but but it's uh -huh. definitely 30% off now. So it's, yeah, it's, now, it's is, a, now is the time to now the time get to do it. it. Or right. do it as a trial. And if you like it very quickly, go get it. Because right. I think it's worth it. I mean, we, we, I've been using Cash Reader separately to do, you know, money and stuff. And then I realized, no, wait, I probably don't even need that now um, because this will do it. And, of course, um, barcodes. I mean, I used to have the old, you know, the barcode scanner, the separate one. I don't have it anymore because, you don't. I feel you don't really need it. So, anyway, that's one um, thing. Now, unlike Alan, I am the queen of devices. Okay, maybe not the queen, because I know other people, lots of other people, I guess, are the queen of devices, too. But I have lots of devices. So I have a Braille Touch. So I have 
um, the now the Browson six and an old mini Polaris. And so what I'm saying is not only do I have iOS, I've got Android. And there are a few apps that work on both, well, lots of apps that work on both really, but I love to read books. I could spend my life reading books. And I guess it's because as a child, all that I had for myself to, to be able to read with was Braille, whatever they put in Braille. And then later on, because they would not let us have talking books in the state of New York, we couldn't have a talking book machine until we were 14. I don't know why, but we couldn't. So um, it was Braille. And then, then I got this magical talking book and that was it. Um, and then, of course, the tape recorder came later, but people would be reading books and we couldn't read them. They just wouldn't put them in Braille, wouldn't put them on talking books. So now with all these books available to us, you know, I got to have book apps. So um, found this book app called Chirp. Now, if you search in the app for, don't just search for Chirp, search for either Chirp audiobooks or Chirp books, because if you search for Chirp, you'll get this Twitter application, which is garbage. But um, so, you know, you need to do that. So you can find it on Google Play because it works with Android. You can find it on the App Store because it works with iOS. It works with my iPhone. It works with my iPad. And what I typically do is every day in um, on email, I get their book deals. Okay, so they'll tell you. And I think that they have it. Most everything Audible has, actually. But they'll tell you maybe the book is you know, the retail is like $27, but your price is like $2.99, $3.99, or something like that. I've even got 99 cent books. Um, it's it's kind of like what BookBub used to do with the Kindle books, um, you know, give you certain deals. Um, so what they'll do is you get an email and it tells you, you pick the categories that you would like, um, and then it will show you maybe four or five different books that you can choose from. And if you take the link where the book is, you go onto a web page and you can play sample, just like you can with Audible. And then if you like it, you say, yeah, I want to buy it. And they've, I've got my PayPal registered. So all I do is say, yeah, let me buy it. And then um, I can download it onto my Polaris, on my mini Polaris um, or the Brownlow Touch. Typically I'll do the, mini, the little mini Polaris because I can take the little mini Polaris to bed with me or put it on my nightstand table and then have, you know, Bluetooth earphones. So um, it's very handy. And it really is very accessible. And you just tab around is what you do if, you, if you're doing it, um, you know, on, on one of the Brownlow takers. You just tab, you can tab around or doing it on the Brownlow touch, you use your thumb keys. And it's kind of like a reminder of Audible. If you've ever done the Audible app, um, it, it just reminds you that. And as I say, it's totally accessible on iOS. You pick the, it shows you your library, you pick the book that you want. And then what it'll typically do if you're reading the book, that'll be kind of the first book um, that you'll see. You say, yeah, I want to continue reading it. And it will remember where you've read before. And um, there's a sleep timer on it. And, uh, you know, I down, you can stream it or download, but I'll download because it's, it's faster and you have the book and you don't have to have internet after that. So it's, it's kind of cool. So Chirp is, is Chirp Audiobooks. It's one that will work on, on everything. Audible also um, will work on everything. I've seen work Audible on my note takers, Audible on the phone, on the iPhone, um, you know, and Audible everywhere else in the world. So Audible on my stream. Um, so that's another, you know, another book app that I really like. And of course, Voice Dream Reader, as Alan said, because, um, you know, it will read anything. In fact, Voice Dream Reader will read Daisy. Um, besides the MP3, it'll read, it'll read Daisy audio, read Daisy text. So, so that's a couple that, that I like. I, you know, could go on forever and think of lots of others. I mean, I'm the queen of QVC and HSM, and, and their apps are totally accessible. You can, you can watch QVC, you can watch HSN, you can... You can, um, you know, go and look at it's something that you want to buy and stuff like that. So that's about it. Thank you, Myrna. And if you've Sorry, got, I'm back. Okay, yeah, I noticed. Uh, we'll come back to you, Myrna, if there's time later on, depending on what's going on. So be thinking of some, but we have audience to get to still, plus a few more of our yeah. our panelists. So gl- great, good stuff. All right, Andrea, go ahead. And uh, okay, Mike, Har- just a second. And Mike Hardwick, you're on deck now. After Andrea. 
I want to echo uh, Myrna. I like Cash Reader because it only does money. And if you're in a hurry, it's quick. Um, you don't have to like pick the category of, I mean, it, it doesn't do anything else. So you open it and it's there and you can use it. And I, I, I like Cash Reader for that reason. It's very accurate. It's very fast. It has a silent mode. If you are in a place where you don't want people to know that you have, you know, $800 bills, whatever, those big bills you carry around. Um, I know we all have those. Um, so it's, it's really good for that. Um, I actually have a question for Alan, but let me share the app that I want to share first because I only have one. It is called Get Human Pro, G-E-T-H-U-M-A-N-P-R-O, three words, Get Human Pro. It will give you, and it has some companies preloaded in it. But you can search for a company, and it will give you the 800 number and instructions on how to get to a person. And it's wonderful. It's one of the first apps. I got my iPhone in 2012. It's one of the first apps I ever got. I don't even know where I heard about it. It's either free or it's maybe a couple of bucks. But it has saved me so much time. Um, Now, I did try to find UPS this morning, and they weren't in there. I had to Google UPS. But 90% of the time, I can find... Uh, you know, my Medicare uh, customer service numbers, and it gives you instructions, press zero, then say this, then whatever. And usually they're pretty accurate to get to a person because we all, none of us like talking to those automated things. So um, I wanted to ask, is it okay, Larry, if I ask Alan a quick question? Sure, go ahead. Okay. Alan, I switched to Outlook a while back. I still have it. I've gone back to the native app uh, the only because of the question I have to ask you, because I, 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 too, agree with you. It jumps around, and I don't like that. Um, the problem that I had with Outlook is some of my contacts went away. And when I went back to the native iOS app, they came back. And I don't know why that happened. I have an SE 2020. I just assumed in one of the updates I lost a few contacts. But I, it was weird. Have you experienced anything like that? It wasn't a lot. It was maybe four or five. But they were there all the time. Yeah. uh, I get a little confused with the way the contacts work with with Outlook. You know, Outlook obviously does contacts too, like in the computer app, on the computer, you know, program and stuff. So uh, I I don't know if it piggybacks on your contacts, uh, uh, but but I can understand what you're saying. I can understand where the native mail app would, would do a better job dealing with your contacts on your phone versus the Outlook app. But having said that, when, whenever I go to like to send somebody a message or, or do that, it, it seems like it finds my contacts okay. So uh, Okay. I just wondered because yeah. it was very strange that I couldn't, you know, and it was just certain ones. It wasn't all of them. It was just like four of them maybe. And then right. when I went back to the native app, they were there again. So thanks, Larry. I- I, I, I will say the one thing I really like about the Outlook for iOS app is if you go into under settings and find out where you where you can get help, you can send them a text message from within the app and they will get back to you. They will get that's, back to you. And, nice. and, 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 yeah. And, and they're, they're real good at supporting it. So, okay. Uh, so I hadn't, there you I had go. not. Um, one other thing I just want to share really quick. I lied. I said I was done and I wasn't. Um, I didn't realize, and maybe most of you knew this, that, be my eyes is always adding if you go in there and you look under specialized help they have a ton of companies that they work with and recently when i had to reinstall windows which i had to do about a month ago they were super helpful with their connection with uh, microsoft they were very helpful in negotiating the you know the entry screens that i had to go through to get uh, back up, you know, when you when you first start Windows and you have to you have to enter a bunch of information and you have to know what's on the screen and um, I, I was having some issues with that and they were great, so I really encourage you to use the um, the uh, Be My Eyes app and some of their specialized help because they really do a good job. Ira is wonderful, but they're not free and you know some people aren't able to really afford to use Ira as much as they'd like. So uh, it's, it's there and it's, and they're always adding new companies. They just added a pasta company. I think I forget yes, the name of it. it. They did. I don't recall what it's, what it's called though. Yeah. But it's, but they're always trying to work with new companies to get, um, you know, to get connected. And I think it's just great. So I really encourage people to try the um, specialist help for be my eyes. 
Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Um, Mike Hardwood, you're up next. And after Mike will be Steve Bauer. Mike, there you are. Good evening, everybody. Um, I, like the other presenters, do have an iPhone that is up to date and full of apps. But I thought that I would take this in a little different um, track and talk about the apps that I use on the Amazon Fire tablet, because those are becoming um, slowly more popular, I think. And one of the reasons why I use the tablet so much is because I found that when I'm out, I don't like to be fumbling around, you know, trying to answer calls and stuff on the iPhone when I'm reading a book or something. And also with the Victor Reader Stream, you always seem to run into agree to terms of service and those devices cannot do that. So that's why I use the tablet a lot. The first thing I'd like to talk about is a mail on the tablet. And that basically works like any other mail app. You can send and receive messages, manage messages, um, delete messages, things like that. Um, so when you're sending a message, for example, with the mail app, you can, um, I found that you can, use dictation in the um, edit field to compose the message, or you can use, you know, a Bluetooth keyboard, a Braille display, or even an Orbit writer, which I've done. And it works quite well. And the app is very accessible and you can have multiple mailboxes in the app running as well. For example, um, I have two accounts in it. And I keep it on what's called the combined inbox. And it shows every message in there from, you know, both of those accounts. Um, And you just swipe through them. When you want to open one, you just double tap on it. And and you just, you know, swipe down and around to read it. And you uh, can choose to, you know, respond to it or delete it. Second thing I want to talk about is the clock app, which I used quite a bit during the ACB convention um, to keep me on schedule for going to different sessions and things. And the way I use that is that actually has a alarm, a timer, and a stopwatch. And then it has a regular like world clock as well. But the um, timer is a countdown timer. So you can set a timer for you know 20 minutes and it'll tell you when it's up. Stopwatch is basically self-explanatory, um, and you can read that by just swiping to the you know area where the time is displayed. And the alarm clock you can set just like you can a regular alarm clock, um, and it'll go off and you know you let you know when your event's going to start. And then also with the alarm clock, you can label the alarms so you know you know what they are. So let's say. You know, you have to take a uh, medication at eight, at eight o'clock. You can say, you know, medication and its name at, and um, it'll, you know, let you know when it's time. I also use the uh, Silk browser on the tablet just for doing things like um, surfing the internet. Um, that's pretty, pretty. It's it's accessible as well. And the only thing is, you have to learn how to. Um, you know, you have to switch back and forth between headings and links and things like that. But you also have to do that on the iPhone as well, if you want to navigate in that fashion. Um, I also use the Amazon Alexa app quite heavily to listen to Amazon music, podcasts, find out how to spell words, things like that. The weather app on there is pretty handy, too. Uh, pretty accessible. It gives you uh, hourly forecast, and then you can have it give you like a seven-day forecast, and it gives you all the conditions, you know, of the weather around you. Um, now I'm going to go on to some uh, apps that I've downloaded. Uh, the first that I'd like to talk about is an Easy Voice Recorder, and um, I heard about this app from another presenter on Tech Talk, so I decided to download it and give it a shot. And it's a pretty neat recorder. It records in M4A. I believe it is, and you can use it to, you know, just basically record um, notes, or you can record a lecture with it, or, uh, you know, you can record yourself singing or whatever you want to 
record with it actually. And um, you can, you know, you can rename the files to something that is uh, sensible to you instead of uh, just says my recording and then the number of the recording. Um, and then you can also share these recordings with um, email. Um, so, you know, you can send a copy of it to somebody as an attachment. And it works pretty slick. I've been messing around with that quite a bit. Second one, actually, is um, Bard Mobile, as uh, mentioned before by our other presenters. And on the tablet, that is pretty seamless and accessible. Um, it, you know, you can download, you can, um, you can download from your recent downloads. So if you have a bunch of books in there, you can just click on a book, double tap on a book, and it will begin to download it. And it's actually pretty quick. Um, it's actually not to slam any products or anything, but it's actually quite, quite quicker than the Victor Reader stream. Um, then you can play the book. You can navigate by um, chapters, sections, subsections, if the book is um, marked up in that type of way. And then it also has a sleep timer. Um, and you can do basically all the things, you know, that you can do on Bard, like recent books, browse the catalog, look at the most recent, you know, books that were added, magazines, and things like that. And then finally, I'd like to touch on an app that we're all using right now, and that is Zoom. Um, the Zoom app on the tablet is very accessible, and you can do everything you can and um, that you can do on a computer, basically, almost. Um, I've not hosted any meetings with this app on a tablet, but I know that I can look at the participants panel. Um, I can see who's talking. I can unmute and mute myself, you know, leave meeting. Um, you know, you can join a meeting. It actually keeps track of uh, your meeting history like the computer does, except the only warning about that is when you do join a meeting like that, if it has a passcode, you have to enter that passcode every time. And that's basically um, an overview of the, the apps that I use on the tablet on a day-to-day -day basis. And, Excellent. Uh, later on, I'll be willing to take questions about them if anybody has any. Okay. Okay. We've got two more people that we need to get to from the panel and then, of course, our audience as well. So we'll see what we have time for. Thank you, Mike. Good stuff. Steve Bauer, you're next, and also after Steve Bauer is Brad Snyder, and then we'll be taking your your comments from the audience. We already have two or three raised hands as well, so please be patient. And Steve, I think you're here, so you're on. Okay. Well, good evening, everybody. I'm a relatively newcomer to the iPhone. I uh, got my first iPhone, I guess, Labor Day weekend of 2014, so coming up on seven years, which is not near as long as a lot of the rest of you folks uh have been doing this, but uh, like everybody else, got my my favorite apps. Uh, I was a kid. I was really into AMDXing, and then I worked in professional radio for 25 years, and always had a fascination with uh, you know listening to radio from different parts of the world. So obviously, first thing I did when I got a Windows computer was to start and looking at all the databases, and then when I um, got my iPhone, I started looking around for programs that would do this uh, sort of thing. Um, I used TuneIn Radio for a while, and it's okay, and there are some others. But the one that I landed on that's just really pretty cool is called Utunes, O-O-T-U-N-E-S. Any of you who have a Victor Reader stream will recognize that name because the Victor actually uses the Utunes database. And um, frankly, the program does not have as many stations as uh, something like TuneIn does. Uh, the advantage it does have is unlike, say, Odyssey or iHeartMedia. Um, it has stations from, you know, multiple different companies. Uh, it came out in 2009, and uh, it's not being updated super often. Um, I think the last update uh, was uh, two years ago when they made some changes to make it work better with the iPhone 10. Um, and you'll find stations sometimes not in there, but the great thing about Utunes is that if you have a station that you want added to the database and you email Utunes, uh, support at utunes.com, 
uh, it'll be in the database within a couple of weeks. And I did this a number of times when I was teaching for students who had a Victor Reader stream um, who wanted to listen to stuff that was not in. And he's been very, very responsive. Um, like all these radio apps, you can uh, search by genre. You can search by country. Um, it's got an incredible search facility. So I've even you know typed for a city. If I'm going to a city, I'll type in a city and come up with all the stations there. Um, and uh, once you get the stations, you're allowed. You can uh, save them in favorites. It's also very very easy to export favorites to. Uh, another device. So, for example, I have my my iPhone that I use all the time, and then I have a an old iPhone six that I am actually kind of using as an iPod Touch because my iPod Touch isn't working anymore, and it's very easy to shuffle uh, favorites back and forth uh, between those two devices. Uh, forgot to mention all your you know the, there's no ads. Uh, it is not you don't have to pay a subscription to get an ad free version of it. And uh, another thing I like that is not the case with TuneIn is that. Uh, Tune in when you click on a station, it'll always give you what they refer to as the most reliable stream, which is not always the highest bitrate stream. And, you know, I've got my devices plugged into a really nice stereo. I don't want to listen to uh, 32 or 64-bit audio if I can. And, and Utunes lists them all there for you. There's stations that have, uh, you know, 256, 128, 64, all the different uh, bit rates you can have. And probably the coolest thing about Utunes uh, that I like is the fact that when you launch a station in Utunes, it immediately starts recording. And this is totally cool because, for example, if I'm uh, um, listening to something and the phone rings, I can hit pause and uh, and then come back to it, and it picks up right where it left off. You can also go back and forth by 30-second increments. And you can go back by uh, 10% of, of the file. So, for example, the ACB convention, if I missed something, it was very easy just to pop back 30 seconds or 60 seconds and say, gee, what uh, what the heck did he say? Uh, also mentioned the uh, recordings. Uh, the title streams are saved, um, the title streaming information. So uh, uh, that's pretty cool. And uh, just uh, a great program, uh, Utunes. Uh, it's in the App Store, O-O-T-U-N-E-S. Um, the other app I'll talk about briefly is SiriusXM, and SiriusXM has gotten a lot better. A lot of us really had issues with the iPhone app when it first came out. Actually, when I I had been a SiriusXM subscriber using my Windows computer, and I can't remember exactly when, but sometime 2010-ish, uh, they changed the uh, the uh, the website and it became totally inaccessible to Windows computer. So one of the actual things that was kind of pushed me into uh, getting an iPhone was the fact that the Sirius XM worked. Uh, you know, I could listen to all this stuff. Um, you can you know uh, search, uh, listen to a particular channel. Uh, the search facility is great. You can search for shows. You can actually search for artists, and it'll pop up you know Sirius XM channels that are playing that particular artist at a time. Um, it's also, uh, possible to, uh, download content now, which didn't used to be possible with the Sirius XM. Now they really limited you to what you can, I, I should say download. I should actually say, yeah, yeah, I guess download is the word. Um, cause you have to listen to it through the app and you can't transfer the file anywhere else. Um, but it is now possible to, uh, to do that with the Sirius XM apps. They've made, you know, some definite improvements. Uh, title and artist information is now available. It didn't used to be. Actually, it's there twice. It's a little confusing. So if you're listening to the Beatles, it'll say Beatles yesterday, Beatles yesterday. And I don't know. It's been that way for over a year now. I have no idea why that's the case, but after living for a couple of years without being able to read the title and the artist at all, I, I haven't felt motivated to, to complain serious XM about that one. But anyway, uh, those are my two. And uh, uh, thanks, Larry. Pass it back for uh, the next person. All right. Good stuff. Thanks, Steve. I'll have to play with that. I have XM, and the, when I last looked at that website, it was horrible. So hopefully, as you said, it's better. So we'll check. Brad Snyder is next, uh, and then we'll be taking some of your apps as well. we got about five hands, so hopefully we'll get to everybody. Go ahead, Brad. Okay, thank you, Larry. I guess we saved the best for last, eh? Um, I've been using iPhone for quite a while. Uh, I have lots of apps. I've used at one time or another pretty much all the apps that have been talked about tonight. Uh, the one I want to focus on is one I use literally every day. It is NFB Newsline. 
of iOS. Now, when this app first came out, it was only available on iOS. Uh, I believe now there is an Android version for those who use the Android platform. And I believe, I'm not a Fire Tablet person, but I believe the Fire Tablet has access to the Google Play Store. So Fire Tablet users may be able to get it. If you are a subscriber to NFB Newsline, and if you aren't, you should be, uh, you can download this app and sign in using the same credentials you use to access it on the telephone if you're using it that way or any any other uh, format that Newsline is available on. And NFB Newsline gives you access to, God, hundreds, I don't know how many it is, well over 500 different publications, newspapers, magazines, other and various information sources. And you can access all of them on this app. Uh, the app has got four sections. When you open the app, you're on the uh, first section, which is called Highlight. And of course, Highlight has access to local weather. Uh, there's some, your T, you have you can set up TV channels um, in your in your account so you can access your saved TV listings, um, job ads, store circulars. But the primary thing is when you go through the list of newspapers, you can select your favorites. And I myself have got about twenty or so. You know, I'm in Texas, so I got the Dallas Morning News, Fort Worth Star Telegram, and some other state newspapers. Also, National Wall Street Journal. New York Times, New York Post, some, a lot of things I like to read. Um, and and it, it's a really easy way to get to it. Uh, uh, second page is information sources. That's where you can get to all the hundreds of available publications. Uh, the third section is something they've added new. The app updated about a year ago. And they added a, uh, K, a basic KNFB uh, reader scanner in their OCR. And it's not bad. I mean, you know, everybody needs another scanner, right? And it's very basic, It, uh, but it's it's there. I've never really understood why it's there, but I've used it and it works very well. And the fourth section is your, is your settings where you can, you can sign in and you can set some other settings and parameters or some things. The one thing I don't really care for, but I've learned to live with it is at the bottom of every screen is a adjust uh, adjust value thing. You put your finger on it, it says adjustable. And that's how you change sections. You flick up or down, you know, one, pay, section one, two, three, four. I wish they had a row of buttons and I could tap on and then double tap to change section, but I've learned to live with it. At first it was weird. It would change when I didn't want it to, but it's just one of those things you get used to. Uh, anyway, that's my app. Excellent. NFB Newsline for iOS. If you're not a subscriber and you want to be, um, everybody knows how to get in touch with Larry and he'll, he'll send your information to me and I can see what I can do about forwarding your information, you know, getting in touch with there you, you get you signed up. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, Brad. We now have about seven hands up. Ron, maybe you can help us with this and we'll take your apps. Uh, let's see if we can get through some of these hands because people have been waiting a while. Okay, it looks like Travis is first. First of all, um, for those who have a Google account, you know, for uh, their email, um, the Gmail app on both Apple, um, you know, the iPhone and iPad is um, absolutely easy to use. Just to let you all know when it comes to retrieving messages and replying to messages and all. And um, you can totally easily uh, delete messages and the emails that you get on your Gmail app. So like you'll have a promotion section for like, you know, certain updates like newsletter subscriptions and like the primary, uh, you know, tab, you'll have like um, your regular message from like the ACB community, you know, call updates and everything. And um, of course, too, you can, go to different you know, folders in the Gmail um, account so you can empty your trash easily without you know, doing the full swipe and uh, you know, say, do you want to empty trash? And so like, yep, you hit okay. And that's that. Plus, if you check your spam folder and some of your important messages are going to your spam, it'll let you notify this is not you, that you can say this is not spam. So it knows it go into your regular inbox in case you get messages going to your spam. Uh, you know, messages that are important, like ACB messages or, uh, you know, personal messages. 
So that's one thing I do like with the app. Another, another app that I love to use uh, mainly on the iPad is Spotify. Um, I have a Spotify account. Um, I don't have the premium version. I just prefer the regular version. Even though you'll get advertisements and everything, the Spotify app is so easy to use. And you can swipe through the options, whatever artists you want to listen to. So you can like, uh, like swipe to albums and get their albums easily. And uh, like when you click on the album, you can look, you know, the songs that are featured on it, just any artist you like in any album you want to look at or that you remember listening to from many years ago. You know, like the Beatles Sgt. Pepper's album, for example. And a lot of times in Spotify, a lot of the artists have deluxe uh, versions of the album too. You know, special stuff that didn't make the, um, the LP or anything. Travis, thank you so much. Good stuff. Larry. Absolutely. This is Mike. If I yes, step in for a minute, yep. um, I just checked the app store in the Fire tablet and I could not find NFB Newsline. Ooh. Okay. Okay. And Brad was saying it might not be there. Yeah, I just wanted to let everybody know okay. that if they got their hopes up, it was not there. Okay. Thank you. Okay, Ron. Okay, why don't we go on to Joshua right. then? Okay. The app I would like to talk about very quickly, and a great presentation, just uh, wanted to comment on that. An app I want to talk about is the Graphic Audio app. Uh, what Graphic Audio is, their company, and a lot of uh, NLS narrators like Richard Rowan, Nanette Savard, Terrence Aceford, Colleen Delaney, a lot of, uh, a lot of NLS narrators uh, work for them. And Graphic Audio, they're a company, and they will take a book – and they will dramatize it, and they will have actors, music, sound effects, um, and a narrator. It's like an it's the actual and what and one thing that sets Graphic Audio apart, in my opinion, is they they will do their very best to, mi- to minimize the loss of text as little as they possibly can. So when this book is dramatized, you are going to get like ninety to ninety five percent of the text involved of that original book, just as you would get as it would be um, in the actual audio book or print book or whatever. And the Graphic Audio app, you, you go to the website, it's www.graphicaudio.net. And Graphic Audio, uh, you, you, pay about, you pay about $18 per, per book or per part of book. Um, and um, what you can do is the app will allow you to, you can, either, you can either stream the book you buy or you can download it directly to your phone. It's up to you. You have the choice. And, and that app, it's, it, it, it's very accessible. It's a lot of fun. You get, you get yourself a good uh, Bluetooth speaker, a good Bose set of headphones. It's, it, it sounds really good. If you're, in, if you're into audio books, audio dramas, they got fantasy, Western, sci-fi, you know, different, different, uh, different genres. If you're into audio dramas and audio books, um, graphic audio, uh, the, the graphic audio app, it's on the, it's on the, um, it's on the app store. And I believe it's also on the, uh, I believe it's also for Android too. My app is the uh, graphic audio app, check it out. It is very accessible with, with voiceover. That's my app, graphic audio. Check Thank it you. Out. Thank you, Joshua. Good cool. stuff. That's no a problem. It's a great app. No problem. Okay, Ron. And the last okay. question we're going to take is probably going to be Kathy Blackburn here in a few minutes when we get to Kathy. She'll be the last okay, one. Okay, Mitchell's next. My app is Castro. It's a really good app for listening to podcasts. Every new episode, it goes into uh, like an inbox design. It has a uh, feature where you can uh, unlock it to get uh, chapter points and more. It's a pretty cool app. You might want to grab it. It's on iOS. That's my app. Thank you, Mitchell. Good. I'll go looking for it. Okay, Londa is next. Well, my apps, first of all, I love TuneIn Radio. Um, Spotify was going to be my other one, but somebody took that one already. Um, but TuneIn has a lot of stations, and they now have iHeart. Um, within TuneIn as well. So that gives you more. And the reason I like TuneIn is it works everywhere. It works on Alexa, it works on Google, works on my iPhone, works on Android devices. Uh, I haven't looked for the fire yet to see if it's there, but it literally it's on everything, um, which is one of the reasons why I like it. But I had a quick question, if I may, for Steve about the 
recording of OO tunes. Can you record something and then save it? Uh, my husband and I have some programs that we like to listen to that sometimes we miss. And if I could put them on and let them record and then listen to them an hour later, I, I'd like to know if I can do that because you can't do it with TuneIn anymore. Uh, Larry, I can answer that if you want. Sure, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yes, you can record on Utunes, and um, you can save them for as long as you want. I've got some recordings here from six months ago that you know haven't uh, uh, listened to yet. Um, the one thing you cannot do is, and this is an iPhone thing, so I don't know if this is the same case with the Android version of the app, but you cannot transfer them to another device so i've got you know a couple devices and i've got my favorites and everything synced up but i cannot move the recordings whatever device i record on i have to play it back on that device but yes it does work very well and it also includes the uh, title streaming uh, when you do the recording which if you're uh, recording a music show is kind of cool thank you steve good and thank you also londa and uh, ron okay kathy um, I checked the Google Play Store on my Braille Note Touch and also could not find NFB Newsline. But in the native uh, Easy Reader app on the Touch, you can uh, subscribe to newspapers that are available on Newsline that way. I, I don't really like Easy Reader for reading newspapers because their navigation isn't really adequate. But um, I mean, but you can read Newsline that way. And on the Amazon devices, um, there is a skill for NFB Newsline. Good. Thank you, Kathy. Good information. Um, then we'll probably wrap up. I thank you all for being here. And it was lots of fun to do this. I've come away with a lot of apps that I'm going to take a look at. And uh, next week, we're still working on next week. Uh, I don't know yet what we're going to do. We will do something, certainly. We're going to meet uh, here on Wednesday to talk about a few things, but we've got a couple of ideas, and they're still in progress, so stay tuned and take a look at your uh, at the list if you're on our, uh, on our Tech Talk list, and we'll bring something out. I don't like to be in a position like this. I'd much rather be able to tell you the week before. But, you know, that happens from time to time. It's happened in the past, and it'll probably continue to happen from time to time. So thanks to all who participated, whether you be uh, on our panel or those of us in the audience who related some great apps. And we'll do this again next week, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. So join us then on Tech Talk. <laughs>